how to price vehicles for maximum profits. Vehicle pricing. How much should you ask for the vehicle's that are on your lot. Well, you know, any motor vehicle you're selling, you know, it's kind of like purchasing stocks in the stock market. You want to buy low and sell high. You should obviously attempt to purchase vehicles as low as you can and mark them up as high as you can to gain the most profit that you can on every vehicle. Because, I mean, you're getting a dealer's license to make as much money as you can, right? then you should attempt to make a large profit on every single vehicle that you sell. When I'm giving my dealer training seminars, I'm often asked, what's the maximum markup of a vehicle? The maximum markup of a vehicle is never dependent on Bluebook value or Blackbook value or NADA value. The maximum markup is what your customer is willing to pay you for that vehicle. And many times that can be well above Bluebook or Blackbook or NADA values. I've seen this on my own dealership lot many, many times. I want to repeat that. The maximum markup on the vehicles that you sell is what your customer is willing to pay you for that vehicle. That is the maximum markup. I always recommend shooting for at least a $3,000 profit or more on every vehicle you sell. I want to repeat that as well. You should shoot for at least a $3,000 profit on every vehicle you sell. In fact, if you are in like a niche market, like semi-trucks, RVs, or large commercial trailers, you should attempt to gain a profit of $6,000 or more on every vehicle that you sell. You are listening to the Dealer Training Podcast with Dallas Johnson. During the in-class dealer training seminars that I've given all over the United States, I've often been asked, what should I sell? And, you know, I never, ever have the answer for that because there are so many types of vehicles for you to sell. You should always study your area and your market to see what other dealers are selling. You could be in a low-income area, and you might want to focus on vehicles that are in the two to $3,000 range. And by the way, there are many times I've seen a vehicle sell for eight or nine hundred dollars at a dealer auction, and I see that same vehicle for sale on a dealer lot for twenty nine ninety five. You know, for two thousand nine hundred ninety five dollars, or maybe three thousand four hundred ninety ninety five dollars. So even if you are in a low income area, you can still make substantial profits on your dealership lot with your dealer's license. You could be in an average income area, and maybe you're selling vehicles for nine to fourteen thousand dollars, something like that. Or maybe you're in a rural area and you're focusing on, on trucks and combines or that are in the $30,000 range or something like that. You really need to find out what other dealers in your area are selling. Or you might focus on a certain type of vehicle niche. I once trained a dealer that went on to mount large propane tanks on large trailer chassis to sell distributors of natural gas. And he was netting around $25,000 on each cell. So, you know, the world is your market. If you think outside the box, you can come up with some type of idea that will hopefully drive an incredible amount of revenue into your dealership. So there are many different options of vehicles that you might want to sell. And, you know, don't just stick to one method. In my classes, I'm often asked what type of vehicles uh, that I sell on my lot. Well, there's no correct answer to that question, you know, either because the vehicles I sold over the years tended to change depending on the market. I've, I've had di many, many different types of niches, niches that I had over the years. And, you know, I'm a motorcycle enthusiast. I love motor motorcycles. In fact, I own I own several motorcycles. When I first got my dealer's license many, many years ago, I wanted to focus exclusively on selling motorcycles. What I soon learned is that since I love motorcycles, it became very hard to me, for me to part with the motorcycles that I was selling, which is you know pretty silly, huh? But when I started going to dealer auctions, I found that motorcycles were going kind of high, and you know five to six year old old cars were really going very low. 
So I changed my business model and I started focusing on vehicles that were selling for four to seven thousand dollars wholesale. I was easily able to move these types of vehicles in the market. Later on, you know, I focused on four-wheel drive sport utility vehicles. Uh, I even had a short period where I was selling some semi-trucks on my lot. And, you know, I'll tell you right now, the largest profit I ever made was on a Peterbilt 396, and I made over $12,000 on that sale. On one sale, I made over $12,000. And I've talked to dealers that have actually made a lot more than that on one specific vehicle. So this this really is an incredible industry that you're getting ready to get into. You are listening to the Dealer Training Podcast with Dallas Johnson. And I got to tell you a quick story here. You know, speaking of profits, I once helped a young man in one of my dealer training seminars get his dealer's license. He had never owned a business in his entire life, but he was very heavily involved in construction and he knew construction equipment very well. So he went, once he got his dealer's license, he went into a heavy equipment auction and he purchased a pavement grader for $20,000 and he sold it to an out-of-state construction company for $72,000. Think about this. This young man that never even owned a business in in his entire life made $52,000 on one vehicle. And that's why I say this is the world's greatest business. I don't want you to think this type of profit is the norm in our industry, but you can see very, very high profits on the vehicles you sell. You know, the state's basically giving you a license to go out and make as much money as you possibly can. You just have to follow a few rules and guidelines. So, if you know, if you ever got your dealer license revoked, it's very, very hard to find another industry like this that has the huge markup like this one does. So the way I look at it, you know, you want to go out there. When you're getting your dealer's license, you want to follow every rule, law, and guideline. Number one, you'll, not, you'll never pay any fines, but... You can't make these profits if you get your dealer's license suspended or revoked because you're not following the rules and the guidelines. So I'm, I'm a big, big, uh, big, big promoter of 100% compliance. So, you know, if you take all the additional steps and follow the rules and guidelines, the world is your market. This incredible industry can really allow you unlimited profits. So, you know, there are going to be times when you don't make a large profit on a vehicle, you know. Uh, you know, there are going to be times where you're going to go to the dealer auction, you might buy a vehicle, and then a month later, you're taking it back to the dealer auction and selling it for less than what you purchased it for. That's very rare. That is not the norm. But, you know, during my industry experience, if I did not make at least $1,000 on a vehicle, I was pretty disappointed, uh, you know, but but there are those times that you will not make that, and there are those times that you're going to make a lot more than that, you know, and, you know, especially if you buy a vehicle that has cosmetic or other issues, you can have some problems with those unless you're really ready to uh, put a little bit of an investment in those. You are listening to the Dealer Training Podcast with Dallas Johnson. And I tell every dealer that I've ever trained, you know, when you do get your dealer's license and you start going into dealer auctions, and by the, by, by the way, whatever state you get your dealer's license in, uh, you're going to be able to use that dealer license to get into every other Every state, every dealer auction in the United States, plus the dealer auctions up in Canada. There's even a couple of dealer auctions in Mexico. So if you want to use your dealer's license to get into every single dealer auction in North America, you're basically going to be able to do that. So, uh, you know, with that being said, I very rarely have bought a vehicle at a dealer auction that was retail ready. If you buy a vehicle at a dealer auction that is retail ready, you will pay maximum. You will pay the maximum amount amount for that vehicle. So normally I've always planned on spending, you know, two to maybe $300 getting a vehicle frontline ready. Uh, you know, maybe I've got to put some new tires on it to really give it a deep cleaning, or maybe it needs a new battery or something like that. 
There's a reason that some vehicles are in a dealer auction because they did not sell on another dealer's lot. So always be aware of that. Unless you're standing in the lease return line or the rental return line, uh, you definitely want to be aware of that. So uh, always be always be prepared. I always recommend be prepared to put a couple of hundred dollars, maybe two or three hundred dollars into a vehicle that you purchase at a dealer auction. If a vehicle you purchase at a dealer auction is absolute retail ready, you will definitely pay top dollar for that. Okay. You know, there are, uh, uh, you know, there are a couple of other factors that you should consider as well. And that's high volume, low markup or low volume, high markup. I know dealers that will shoot for a very low markup in order to sell as many vehicles as they can. A dealer I once trained marked his vehicles up by about five to $800 over wholesale. And he moves a very large amount of inventory on a regular basis. So he makes his money on volume. I've always preferred the low volume, high markup strategy myself, because I like to make as much money as possible when I'd sell a vehicle. And since I had a cash inventory, which means I rarely owed money on my inventory, and I I think that should be your goal. You know, maybe you're starting out with a floor plan. That's a loan for your inventory. Try and play that, pay that floor plan off. That way you can have a cash inventory. So I, I, I normally had a cash inventory, rarely owned money, rarely owed money on my vehicle. So I could sit on a vehicle longer to find the right buyer that was willing to pay for more closer to what I was asking. So you might try both of these methods to see which one works best in your area. It's also imperative that you study wholesale pricing. You know, when you're at a dealer auction or maybe you're bidding online at a dealer auction, you must know wholesale pricing. You have to know when to buy, but more importantly, you've got to know when not to buy. You know, be sure to study the dealer auction portion of your dealer training course that gives you some helpful, beneficial information when it comes to how to invest in vehicles at a dealer auction. You are listening to the Dealer Training Podcast with Dallas Johnson. I always recommend shooting for at least a $3,000 profit or more. Uh, you know, and I also recommend avoid selling vehicles for less than a $1,000 profit, high volume, low markup, or low volume, high markup. And always study wholesale vehicle pricing. So, you know, and, and on a side note, I've always felt the very easiest part of this business is when you have a vehicle cleaned and prepped and ready to go on the lot because that vehicle is sold. It is very rare when you take a vehicle back to the dealer auction or if you've done that once in a while, you'll learn what type of vehicles to avoid. So the longer you're in business, the more experience you have. You could come to a point where you sell every vehicle and you never take a vehicle back to the auction. I do think that's an excellent chance. So in my opinion, the easiest part of having a dealer's license is selling the vehicles on your lot. The hardest part of this business is constantly going out and finding vehicles to purchase that you can bring back and sell on your lot. Always remember, we cannot make money selling vehicles with a dealer's license until we go out and first purchase that vehicle to resell. So you might assume that you're going to buy all your vehicles at a dealer auction to resell on your lot, and that's great. Sometimes the dealer auctions can get a little bit competitive, and there will be some days at the dealer auction when everything seems to be going very high, and then there could be some times where you spend the entire day at a dealer auction and you don't purchase a single vehicle because those vehicles are going so high. There are actually many other ways that you can purchase vehicles from resources other than dealer auctions. A great way to make money with your dealer's license is purchasing vehicles from individuals in your area. And, you know, you know, many online newspapers offer online versions that you can scan early in the morning, you know, well before it, it hits online streets even. Newspapers are an excellent resource. Online newspapers are an excellent resource that allows dealers numerous buying opportunities. So you should scan those. Stay on Craigslist, even stay on eBay, Facebook 
Facebook Marketplace at all times. You can view your local opportunities, uh, you know, in Craigslist, eBay, Marketplace. Many, many dealers I know are buying massive amounts of vehicles from individuals on Facebook Marketplace right now. So this is a great resource for you as well. Always know vehicle pricing. So when you find that great deal, then you're going to be the first one that is definitely ready to make that buy. You are listening to the Dealer Training Podcast with Dallas Johnson. You know, I got to the point where I was purchasing about half of my inventory on Craigslist. I've always found that if you're the first one to show up at the door with cash, well, you know, cash really talks, and I've made some really great buys in my area using Craigslist, Marketplace, and even on eBay. So another resource you may not have heard of is Backlot Car. So if you have not heard about Backlot Cars, and I'm not affiliated with them, I just think that they're a great company. Uh, and if you haven't heard of them, it's probably because you may not have a dealer's license. But uh, when you get your dealer's license, you will hear about Backlot Cars. Backlot Cars allows licensed dealers to bid on franchise trade-ins before they go to the dealer auction. You know, when a franchisee such as your local Ford or Chevrolet dealership takes a trade-in, sometimes for brand-new vehicles, they may post those vehicles on Backlot Cars before they take them to the dealer auction. So a great benefit to Backlot Cars is they use third-party inspectors to inspect the vehicles before they're being sold uh, on the lot. So, so keep that in mind. You know, if you're getting a third-party non-biased inspection on a vehicle, that's definitely going to be advantageous for you. And this is going to give you the confidence in bidding on that vehicle online. So if you purchase a vehicle on Backlot Cars, you can have the vehicle delivered right to your dealership normally the next day. And they also offer floor plans and short-term loans for the vehicles you're purchasing. So, for example, when you have an account at Backlot Cars, you can bid on a franchise trade-in, have the vehicle delivered to your dealership the next day, and have up to 45 days to pay Backlot Cars for that vehicle you purchased. And I, I think that's pretty cool. Like I said, I'm not I'm not compensated by them. Uh, I, I, I've received no money from them, and I've actually um, uh, never actually purchased a vehicle off Backlot Cars, but I know a lot of dealers that currently are. So I think that's a pretty cool resource, BacklotCars.com. Remember, you must get your dealer's license before you can utilize any uh, anything like Backlot Cars or OVE because they are only for licensed dealers. You are listening to the Dealer Training Podcast with Dallas Johnson. You know, I also want to talk about how to make a buy from an individual because you're going to soon learn that when you are buying a vehicle from an individual, a lot of times those individuals think that that vehicle is worth a lot more than it actually is. And they may have some sentimental attachment to that vehicle and they want to sell it for much, much more than it's actually worth. So, you know, stay away from the sentimental owner because you can probably find that same vehicle at the dealer auction for several thousands of dollars less. But when you're making that buy from that individual and you've established that that person who's selling the vehicle has their name on that title, and we'll talk about that extensively in another part of the, uh, another podcast, Always arrive right at the right time and try to bring cash when you're buying a vehicle from an individual. Cash is the dealer's best friend. Cash offers will cause many sellers to accept well under their asking price. So before making an offer, be sure to inspect that vehicle and ask the seller if the vehicle has ever had any problems while paying very close attention to the seller's reaction. You know, because if that seller hesitates, looks around a little bit nervously and says something like, Ooh, uh, no, uh-uh, no, uh, uh-uh, no, never had any problems, no. You know, I mean, if they're acting like that, there's an excellent chance that they could be lying and could be aware of some hidden mechanical problem that that you may not be aware of. Okay, and they're aware of, but you're not. But if the seller answers your question with a really confident, no, I've never had a single problem with this car since I purchased it. Uh, you know, it's always ran great while looking directly in your eye. You know, then he or she is probably going to be telling you the truth about the condition of that vehicle. 
It's always a good idea to take a vehicle to a mechanic before making that offer. So this is a great way to find out if you have any significant repairs that are definitely going to dig into your profits. As you become more experienced with your dealer's license, you'll be able to check vehicles with a test drive and kick in the tires, and you might even buy one of those vehicle diagnostic switches that you can hook up behind the steering wheel uh, to ensure that you know, it doesn't have, need O2 sensor resets or something like that. When uh, and, and by the way, one of these de- vehicle diagnostic readers now, you can actually purchase them on Amazon for $49, $49. So a few years ago, you could not purchase these vehicles for less than, you know, 1500 bucks. But uh, that vi- vehicle diagnostic code reader is going to allow you to run a quick diagnostic check on any vehicle that you're purchasing, whether you're purchasing it from an individual or you can even run a diagnostic check on a vehicle at the dealer auction lot to decide whether or not you want to bid on that vehicle at auction time. So these vehicle diagnostic switches, they're going to work on most vehicles that are 1996 or newer, and normally we'll have that plug-in right behind the steering wheel. So they will allow you to easily determine the cause of a check engine light, or you can actually turn off the check engine light by erasing trouble codes. And uh, also you can do O2 sensor resets, which is something you want to be aware of, especially in an area that requires emissions. So, you know, if it shows misfire problems, fuel system problems, air conditioner problems, exhaust and gas problems, and many, many other problems, then you certainly might want to step away from that vehicle. So remember, that vehicle diagnostic reader is basically a cheap insurance policy on every vehicle you're purchasing to ensure you're not buying a vehicle with unforeseen problems. They are definitely worth the you money. You are listening to the Dealer Training Podcast with Dallas Johnson. So if you've established that vehicle is titled by the person selling it and the mechanical condition is good, then you're ready to make that offer. As stated before, cash is the dealer's best friend. Some sellers will not take a personal check or even a check from your dealership. So many sellers will either insist on payment in the form of cashier's check or cash. And if possibly, you know, try to bring cash because cash is everybody's friend. When making the offer, let the seller know that you are a dealer and that you fully intend to resell this vehicle on your lot. Mentioning that you will have to do to the vehicle to make it retail ready without making unnecessary negative comments about the vehicle is very important. You know, this is the pers- the seller's personal car. And negative comments about that vehicle can be taken personally by the seller. So just say something like, you know, hey, you've kept this car in excellent condition, but I will need to put on new tires, fix that broken taillight, and install a new stereo to really bring it up to retail selling condition. Then make the offer. Just say, I can give you $8,500 cash. Will that work for you? And then you say absolutely nothing. No matter how tempting or how long a silence follows your offer, don't say a word. Let the seller respond. You know, this gives the seller time to think about your offer and hopefully accept it. You know, this statement does not invite a no answer from the seller, as does the obvious, like if you ask, will you take 85 well, then they're, they can say no. So make sure you state your offer in full amount of $8,500. So make sure and say thousands and hundreds. This sounds like a lot more money than eighty five or 8500 So it also makes the seller think it will work for them instead of just coming up with an automatic no. Ask them if it will work for them. So the answer that you look forward to hearing will hopefully be yes, that will work for me. So uh, if the seller states something like, you know, your offer will not work for me, then ask that seller what price they are expecting to receive. If their lowest price is much higher than what you're willing to pay, then thank them for their time. Always be courteous, give them a big smile, and shake their hand firmly. Before you leave, write your offer down on the back of your business card and tell them that your offer stands for seven days. Explain to that seller that in seven days your offer will expire because you will be investing that cash in another vehicle. 
This can add a sense of urgency, and very often you can get your offer accepted from that seller after they've had time to think, think about that for a few days. You know, if the seller says something like, you know, there's absolutely no possible way in the world I would ever think about selling this beloved car of mine for less than $10,000, well, then there's an excellent chance they're going to be far up on that price. And when this happens, just still leave your card with that seven-day business offer. Be as polite as you can and leave on a positive note by telling that seller, I would like you to wish the very best of luck on the sale of your vehicle, and I invite you to call me at any time. If you have anything that I can ever do for you, have a great day. You know, if you don't get the buy on the first time, try. You've left a very positive professional image in the mind of the seller. Maybe they're not going to forget this, and they're probably going to respect that you, uh, you know, paid them compliments on that vehicle, and they might keep you in mind in the past. So always remember, as a licensed motor vehicle dealer, you're going to be the professional. Your customers are going to look to you for information, and they're going to be you're going to be guiding the transaction and will be in charge of every situation, whether you're making a buy or a sell or either either or. So this the more you know about your the state's laws and regulations, the more cars you're going to sell and the more money you will make, and the less likely you will be involved in any type of future litigation. You are listening to the Dealer Training Podcast with Dallas Johnson. Hey, I want to thank you very much for listening to the Dealer Training Podcast. So uh, always uh, stay on the website. You can certainly uh, subscribe and get notifications whenever we post that new podcast. So I have hope, I hope that you have found uh, this information very educational. Hey, good luck with the operation of your dealership.